Blog Talk Radio. Q, how you doing? 
I am doing well this evening. I'm happy to be here. Hey, Rashad. Hey, man. Hey, Wynn. Hey, bye. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, what's going on? And then what's going on, of course, Miss Kelly Johnson, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good hey, girl. Got full name. She got the full name today. You see that? <laughs> yeah. I'm saying my government name on there. Right. right, right. <laughs> I'm out there like that now. <laughs> yeah. Am I, am I the only person who, like, uh, is having, like, really bad uh, – um, Allergies this week. I mean, if y'all start kicking in too, or is it just me? I don't have those. Man, I don't do this, this is uh, y'all are so fortunate. Fortunate, fortunate. My it's baby crazy. is going through it pretty tough right now. You know what? Now, since since I was there, actually since the forum, that's when my allergies started bothering me. So I think maybe it's probably a change. Of Sounds about right. Know. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <clears throat> it's all good. We're gonna get through it anyway. So everybody having a good week so far? Yes, sir. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool. busy, but it's win this time. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. I'm excited about tonight's show. We got a lot of stuff to get through, um, and we got all new music tonight. So we, um, we've we got a new artist um, by the name that I, I know. His name is Roman Moore. He's got a new uh, CD out, so we're going to talk about that tonight. Plus we got, of course, um, some good stuff some good uh, uh, news and whatnot we're going to talk about, so I'm excited about um, tonight's show. So we're going to go ahead and jump into it. Q, it's on you. All right, all right. So the first thing that we are going to talk about is um, something that I ran across earlier today, and I've actually thought was really cool the more that I have read into it, and that is Google um, stepping up as one of the largest um technology companies in the world right now, I would say. Um, they just dropped, what is this, $11 million to make sure that uh, the article says Black Lives Matter. Now, just as, a, um, just as a little disclaimer there, Black Lives Matter is not directly mentioned or provided any funds from Google directly. It was just, you know, clever wordplay. But uh, um, Google is investing $11 million into um, – organizations that have uh, set, a, set up to delve deeper into the criminal justice, the racial disparities in policing and the criminal justice system here in our country. Um, just to cover where the money is going so far, it shows $1 million to the Equal Justice, Justice Initiative, which is a nonprofit focused on confronting past injustices, including America's history of lynchings and unequal treatment of people of color. Um, there's $5 million going to the Center for Policing Equity. Um, that's to build a national database that pol- tracks police departments' use of force and traffic stops, which I think would be so clutch. I, I didn't know that even existed, but I'm here for it. Um, there's also $1 million to Impact Justice, um, which is an organization that focuses on keeping juveniles out of criminal justice system, and $1.5 million to Measures for Justice to build a web system to show how local municipalities treat people based on gender, color, age, etc. So what it looks like to me more than anything, they are wanting to shine much more light than previously, um, than, you know, than, than we have in the past, on these issues that we keep marching and protesting about. And there was something that was noted here in the, <laughs> at the end of the article that, made, that was really poignant to me was the fact that they said when people ask what protesting does, what marching does, what you know, standing up does, this is what it does because it's gotten the attention of 
companies as big as Google, and they're actually wanting to go ahead and step out and take that chance. I thought this was super cool. Um, it's not, of course, it's not a super win for everything, but this is a step in a right direction, and I'm hoping that other companies on their scale as far as um, influence in the marketplace start to make other moves like this. I think this is really good. What do you all think? When, what about you? I love it. Yeah, do you? Rashad, my bad. I am oh, yeah. over. You love it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I absolutely love it. I was proud of him when I saw that. I was like, way to go. I mean, you know, I I don't care where you put it, but at least show that you care and you're trying. You know what I mean? I don't care what building you do it in, and I like the fact that they didn't throw it in one building. They spread it across the board. Like, Me too. Take this $11 mm-hmm. billion, get them two, get them three, get them one, get them five. I yeah. like it. I and there's still a little bucket me. from what I can see. Mm-hmm. There's still a little pocket change to play around as things arise from what I <laughs> from what it looks like, you know. And I'm doing a quick little math here and it doesn't quite add up to the eleven that it mentioned it to be eleven and a half million dollars in grants actually. So yeah, there's a little buffer there. Um Kels, when what do you think? I don't know who who's ready first, but I'm I'm ready to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? <laughs> Nothing, Kels. What you got to say? What do you think about the Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I I agree. I'm um I'm glad that they're uh you know basically putting the money you know where their mouth is. I think that uh, especially the amount lets everybody know that they're serious and that they they're trying to make a change. So and help you know where where it's needed. So. Yeah, I'm glad about it. So I'm sitting back and and watching to see if everything goes the way that it's planned. Mhm. I like to keep keep an eye on it and see what they what they plan to do going forward as well, especially with the remaining the remaining funds. I like to see is there going to be like a since it's a grant, is there going to be an application process or do they already have other organizations in mind? You know, what what is the process for? This is it going to be a rotating situation? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, will it? You know, I'm, like that, I guess that's why I said I'm hoping other companies kind of join in on this to to not necessarily lessen the load because you know, not to speak on Google's pocket, but just from what it sounds like, Google got it. <laughs> but the whole Ooh, thing is, you know, that it Ooh, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I, I hate to speak on another person's pockets, but you know, just from what the reports say, it looks like they might be good for it. But I think that a change that the type of change that needs to happen is going to take more than Google to do it. And we've been saying for a very long time that it takes money and it also takes people from both sides. It takes influence from both sides. And I know when we speak about that um, all the time, you know, especially on here as far as, you know, being as influential as you are um, financial in your protest. And that's sometimes where we miss the mark. So I, I'm, I thought that was very, I thought it was, it's a great step in the right direction, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, it's kind of like the ball is in the court of the, the, of the, 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 um, huh, the marketplace at this point. What do you think about it when? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I think that, like you said, this is going to be a, this is a very good step. Google's been doing a lot of other things too. I'll say this um, to kind of help push along uh, minorities too. So I mean, they have a kind of a, a history of doing it in terms of like helping get more min- minorities into the tech space. So mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of par for the course for them, which has been cool. But I think 
something like this, like you said, when you have one of the largest companies in the world that's stepping up saying, hey, this is something we need to take a closer look at, it's, it's, it's good. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a good thing. And and the only thing, my hope in all of this is, you know, of course, we already, is that they finally are ready to have a serious conversation about what we already know. Like, we know that there mm-hmm. are, that there are, you know, disparities and that there are differences in the way um, poor poor communities are policed versus um, you know versus uh, not so poor communities, so wealthy communities. But it's like, okay, we know that already. So what do we do about it? And so I'm hoping that again, it's going to take more than eleven half million dollars. But really, is are they ready for the serious conversation to have? I saw something today. Um, I want to say it was. Uh, Norwood, I think it was Norwood asked the question. He said, um, "He said, has America ever apologized for slavery?" And no. I think the end result of all of this, I think the end result of all of this is that we're going to have to get ready to have that discussion, and that we've got to get to the point where we say, "Listen, that you know that we that systematically there is has been a history since we've been here of oppressing." You know of of oppression, and so we got to be honest. Like we can't, you know, we can't continue to to hide. If not, the country was just going to implode. So, I'm I'm hoping that's where this gets to. And like you said, it is going to take more than, um, more than eleven and a half million dollars. But that's a darn good start. So, shout out to Google. Um, I'm, you know, shout out to Google for doing. It. I mean, like I said, and the other companies because there have been other companies who stepped up and said that they want to participate too. So. So I'm I'm good. I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what what is to come with their Google. All right. Yeah. So next up is something that um has taken over timelines, group conversations, um, just television, period, for all kinds of different reasons, and that's kind of what brought me to this story, what kind of intrigued me the most. Um, So some of you may have watched the Oscars on Sunday, and the big conversation piece that is going around right now is that one, well, there's two, it's two parts to this, La La Land, like, cleaned up at the Oscars on Sunday night. But the cleanup stopped at the Best Picture Award, which is the most coveted um, award of the night. And what happened was um, basically there was a there was a Miss Universe, what I believe was Miss Universe issue. There was like a Miss Universe situation where they basically announced that La La Land was the winner for Best Picture, and that was not the case. While after all of this, the the um, cast and crew and all of the people came up on the stage and accepted the award and did all of that. There was a gentleman who comes out on the stage and announces to everyone that there has been a mistake and that Moonlight is the actual winner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was a mistake. (laughs) Moonlight was the actual winner of the Best Picture Award. And initially, you know, everyone thought it was a joke, especially on the, the... tail end of the Steve Harvey situation, but he had to pretty aggressively, to be perfectly honest with you, he seemed kind of hot about the situation, um, let the people know by showing the card and showing it to the camera that Moonlight was actually the winner. Um, I have heard, which was epic and just like a whoa moment in and of itself, um, 
but from there, there have been so many different types of conversations sparked from this. It's been I've seen from the from those who are in the politics, people are saying that the Oscars were too concerned with um, politics during the night to be able to keep up and and catch something like this from happening. They're saying that it was a play to you know. Then there's the other group that are saying that it was a play to African Americans with all of the. Um, controversy and somewhat protest to the awards circuit and, you know, the, the blatant <clears throat> disregard for, you know, our movies, our talent, et cetera. So that was kind of a here-you-go moment, and they had to make it big. Um, and then there's a whole conversation surrounding the movie altogether. I've heard people say that, why this movie? Of all the movies to give it to, why this movie? This is a movie that, you know, glorifies the gay community and all kinds of things that have been going on. So before we get too deep into how it's affecting us as a community, what do you all feel about the whole Oscar faux pas altogether? <laughs> like, what are your initial thoughts when you first read that article along the timeline? Like, what were your thoughts? Rashad, you, you, you were laughing when you heard it. I can understand you. You found all kinds of petty in that moment. Oh, yeah. I thought it was hilarious because, like I said, one, who would ever think that it even happened? Then if it did really happen, it's like I'm like everybody else. I would have thought it was fake for a moment, too. But then mm-hmm. when it was real, to find out that the award is being taken from not us to give it to us, is a moment of triumph, but at the same time, like I said, I haven't seen that movie yet, so I was really asking folks about it because, mm-hmm. you know, like, I've ran past it a few times. I saw it. I knew it was there. And, I, you know, to me it kind of looked by the, uh, by the, I guess you want to call it the cover of it or whatever, it looks Netflixish. But, I mean, I, I won't <laughs> say that I haven't watched movies like that before. You know what I mean? Like, I go to the no. all the time and get some movies and they be looking real – Blandish, or like I drew the picture myself and just said, "Here you go, Netflix. I'm ready to put the movie." They're independent. They're They're looking mighty independent, huh? (laughs) Like with this, that's what you want to use as the cover. You serious? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like I I was thrown off from it. I didn't really have an interest in it. Like I said, when everybody else started putting a two cents on it, I really kind of lost the interest in caring to watch it, but. I mean, at the same time, for myself, I'm going to watch it, but I did lose luster in it as far as the show itself. I mean, like I say, you know, me and awards, I think the same thing about all of them. I mean, I agree with everybody else. We need to just go and have our own awards and, like, basically stop showing up to anything else because we're never going to get the recognition and the just due that we feel we deserve from somebody else's award. It's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Because, like, I mean, you know, like I said, the same thing goes on with the Grammys. We feel like we should have won 20 of them in the best album at least three times in the past, just like we feel like our movies are the best. We feel like everything we do is the best, and that's a great, a great outlook, but the truth is that's not always true. I mean, it's really not always true, but at the same time, way to go. I'm proud for us, too, so. I stand with us. If we say we were supposed to have all the movies and all the awards, then I agree. We were supposed to have them all. It wasn't one we were supposed to miss. I agree. Go my color. You're so silly. <laughs> but you, you know, to the, to your last point that you made as far as we, you know, there may have been other movies that were better, that's kind of like what 
Um, I've also seen as far as fences being in some ways overlooked and Denzel Washington being overlooked for his role in fences. So it's, it's, there is, you know, I think, and as far as substance, if you just want to look at the the face of it, and again, I haven't seen either movie, just transparency there, but I, I want to see them both. But just from the content of them, you would think that fences would automatically be the shoe in for that. That's, I think, what's sparking the conversation about, well, was this just the movie to appease them? You know what I mean? Because it wasn't, one, the traditional Oscar-worthy type movie. And, two, it's breaching the, the movie, um, although the content has become questionable once people got in to see it, I think it drew in initially a different demographic. So that might have been what they were trying to reach when they said, if, if that is the ulterior motive, if we're going to go conspiracy theory, you know, direction, if that is what they were trying to do, there could have been more um, to that the choosing of that movie than just what we're used to as far as um, an Oscar-worthy movie. When um, what do you think about it? I mean, I didn't first, so I didn't watch the Oscars, but from what I've seen, the um, the what I the the two that the two comments that I have about the Oscars from what I, from the parts that I saw were, again, like you just said, Denzel Washington not winning is an absolute, an absolute travesty of justice. Um, if you see, and I know you said you haven't seen Fences, but mm-hmm. the brilliance of the of the acting in that movie. Let me let me say this. This is this is I'm gonna tell you how good this acting is in this movie. Ninety percent, seven no seventy five percent of this movie takes place. In in a house in one two three bed three rooms in a house in, in a backyard, mm. and and it was mm. good. And that, it's like you know their their acting made the movie as good as it was. Not the the scenery, not the you know it was just Denzel, Viola Washington, and you know it, it was just that. I mean every actor in that movie played their butt off in that part. In the, in the, for their right. parts. So the simple fact. The previews were profound to me. I got goosebumps from the previews, so I don't doubt it at yeah. all. Because <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it made you like, want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh my, you know, again, and when I thought about it, I'm like, wait a minute. This whole movie was like pretty much in these folks' back, in this little bit, and not no big backyard either, in this little <laughs> bitty backyard. And, <laughs> and it held your attention for the entire time. And then the fact, the other part of it that I thought was, even after Warren Beatty made that mistake, and Warren Beatty's a great actor, all that kind of stuff, but the way Steve Harvey got dragged after his mistake, I'm just sitting back waiting. Yeah. Okay, they're gonna get they're gonna get Warren Beatty in a second, and 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 no, it's not gonna happen. Like I was, I'm just waiting. Nope. Like I'm waiting for Warren. And it's now. <laughs> they're gonna hee hee hard away and 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 <laughs> keep it pushing. <laughs> no, nah, Warren Beatty should have got just like. <laughs> to throw a plot twist in that right there since you brought up Warren Beatty um, I was watching on CNN Anderson Cooper had mentioned in his Ridiculous that there you know how they have all kinds of little parties that surround the Oscars where there was a party put on the night before by two gentlemen I can't remember the name of them I can't remember their names right now but they put on this party and they were talking about how high they got before the show these two had gotten before the show and they said for some reason Warren Beatty is just in the front of my mind like I don't we were just thinking Warren Warren like they were talking like how random nobody's spoken about Warren Beatty and how long 
Like, where did he even come from to come to even be the presenter on the show and all this other stuff? But the night before then, they were saying he was probably high. I bet you he gets high. He gets high. Like, it was like almost a setup for the ridiculousness. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and I think that those types of things, and if for people who watch CNN, you're like, hmm, you know, you can put it together. But I think if there are more details like that, little nuances that kind of put the piece together as you're listening, you're thinking, what's really going on? So I think that the conspiracy might not be so much of a theory when you really start to put it all together. Um, so I, I don't know. That one kind of stood out to me after I really started to think about it. I was like, oh, yeah? Really? Why him? You know, of all the people do we want to, to target this person and then give him almost an out as to, oh, if that is what happened, oh, well, you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, I don't know. That was just my thought on that. Kel, I didn't forget about you, but what you think? About the whole shabam. <laughs> I didn't see it, and I haven't seen the movie. So, okay. um, my opinion is very... Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Now, I, my only opinion, I guess, is just that um, the stuff that I saw on the on the mistake was uh, Mr. Uh, Beatty wants the president to uh, clarify what happened. So he was given the wrong card. Is that what the... I believe that's what they're saying. They're saying that he was given the wrong card, and that's what he was waiting on. He saw that it said Emma Stone and La La Land, that's and why he looked at it. When he addressed it, that's what he said. He said that's the reason why he paused the way that he did prior to in announcing the winner and looked at Faye like that, and then he just gave her the card. He kind of gave it to her and was like, you do it. And she went on and read what the card said. Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean, mm-hmm. mistakes happen, but I – I do think that it's odd that, um, you know, he's given evidently way more respect than Steve Harvey with his mistake. Uh, yes. You know, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any, any memes or, uh, you know, jokes showcasing him and, and his snafu. So, you know, I think that's kind of odd, but I really don't have too much of an opinion because I, I didn't see it and I haven't seen the movies, but yay, a win for us. Right. You know, right. I, <laughs> For real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. 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 Very much so, and it's 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 developing. So we shall see, and you know, the community is for sure talking about it. So we'll we'll keep our eyes on this one. But again, congrats to Moonlight and that entire cast for pulling that good old best movie, the best picture win. We shout out to y'all. Um, so we are going to go ahead and get into our first new song of the night, which is Can't Stop by Mr. Romandis. Is it Romandis? Romandis Moore? Romandis. There we go. Romandis Moore with Can't Stop. Ooh. I've been known this journey a mighty long
willing to go to the ends of the earth for the people who buying tickets, why should we go to the ends of the earth for you? Like, I mean, and that's just where we are now. As consumers of that game, we need to start stepping up and not purchasing stuff because these dudes feeling themselves too much. Um, I know we've talked about, uh, and because I, I remember it, but we've talked about the complex between, you know, basketball players and football players. Football players spend more money because you don't get to, so they have helmet complex. I don't know that that's the real name for it, but it's true. Like, if you catch a football player out in the open, they're more likely to be, you know, friendly and, 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 and sharing because they want you to have the lasting impression of who they are because they never get to show their face. Well, basketball players are the total opposite. They're, like, closer to the glory hogs. They're closer to the divas, and you really can't tell them nothing. And they act all funny when you see them in person. Because you see they face all the time. You know exactly who they are. They don't know who you are, and neither do they care. But at the same time, they act like they're money, and it's horrible. It's horrible. It's a bad look, and they need to get back to, you know, caring about the game and not the dollars that they make off of it. Because, I mean, the GOAT himself didn't even make all his money off the game. The Most of his money came outside the game. So... I don't know. I think, I, I mean, I, I do understand that, that there is a part of it that's um, that's financially driven. But I think also I have to look at it from the standpoint of the type of schedule that they have during the course of the regular season. You know, they're really, you know, to have a week off or several days off just to, you know, kind of regroup, it's definitely got to be something that some of those guys take advantage of. The other part of it is, I mean, they're really, they're, I mean, you, you, I hate to say it like this, but from, just from a strictly from a business standpoint, they don't really get, there's no benefit to them to play in an all-star game, except to your point that the fans want to see it. But, you know, these are the same fans, who, you know, who who want to come out and see you play in the regular season game too. So I, I I can understand why they wouldn't want to. I don't like it, but I can see why. It's like, shoot, I get three days off. I get a week off. I get to fly home and be with my family for a couple of days. I get to rest and sit around and do nothing in the middle of this this regular season grind. I I might take advantage of it. So, I don't know. So, the the, – the, the all-star game was the, – the ending score was 192 to 182. Yeah. I mean, was was this a reg, – was it regulation time? Like, did they play extra time? <laughs> Why are they at 200 points? Because all they do like, is throw each other the whole game. Yeah, I'm like, so it – Not a little piece of play at all. And for, yeah, the comments I made – the comments I saw or read about the game – was that it It wasn't really a basketball game. Like, that's yeah. the highlight of the weekend should be the actual game. I mean, you want to see them playing defense and hustling and all that. But to have an almost 200-point game, like, no defense. I can see no myself defense. in the sense, like, not appreciate spending so much money on tickets to see them out there chilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? Yeah. What, to me, with no defense, playing was, 200 yeah. points. I 
I mean, that was that. I was think it's almost fair to say our basketball heroes ruined us. Yeah. Like, totally ruined us because we expect more than what we're being given. And, I mean, I get the whole, you know, people were treated unfair back in the day, so we got to get you back for what you did to them. But we're talking about basketball here. And, I mean, I know we give you know, other people the the uh, the green light on that. But I don't know, man. Like, something about that just don't sit right with me because it's like your whole thing is to do it for the fans. So why is the first thing on your mind the amount of money that you're getting back? These people don't have the luxury of going to wake up in the morning and, you know, jog and then play basketball for a life. You know what I mean? Like, they sit behind desks or they flipping burgers or sweeping floors and all kind of stuff. And then you and your high and mighty world want us to understand why it's okay for you to have to take a day off at the expense of our dollar? Nah, I don't agree. I don't accept that. Well, it ain't cool. I mean, my, no- my problem with, my, I mean, first of all, if you're when you come to the All Star game, you already know who's playing. So yeah, I mean, so it's not like if you don't. And we voted. First thing you want to see is ain't playing, then don't buy the ticket. But again, that that is that is that's your choice. Now, if this is a regular season game, now that whole back to back sitting, you know, when they had back to back games, they sitting out. That's that to me is. A Story. But if you don't want to come to an all-star game, which to Kelly's point is an exhibition game, and no defense, y'all just running back and forth. I'm telling you, lives to each other. I'm not. Again, that's you know, it, it's cool, but it, it's really not. Like I said, it's really not that to me. I, I'm not tripping about it. I've never been the one. So is it more about the game or is it more about the experience outside the game, like a homecoming type thing? Which one is it more about? I don't know. <laughs> Has anybody been to anything live, like a Super Bowl or the anything live, like anything? Not a regular game. I know we've all been to a regular game, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like an extravagant weekend, like a, a all-star or a – uh, Pro Bowl or anything like that. Anybody playing it? And was it more about the game or was it more about the hangout? Because, I mean, to me, I'm thinking it's more about the hangout. And I think that if they ask the people outside the basketball game, was the weekend fun? I guarantee they probably had fun all throughout Houston. Party, party, party. But as far as the game. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, I can see that people go to, to, to party and have a good time and, and to maybe rub, you know, get a chance to rub their shoulders with with the elite and, and basketball players and all that. But I guess from from the way that I, I guess because I'm a basketball fan and our family is, that was, you know, that was like the mecca at one point. Let's get to the all-star game to watch the game like that. To watch, you know, the all stars play each other. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see a couple of, I want to see some blood on the court. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But, you know, on the other hand, like you said, if it is, some people, I'm sure a lot of people go for the parties and they probably, you know, don't have any complaints at all. But for those, those of us that would like to go and that would have liked to see, you know, have seen a, a, a real game. You know, it's just it's it's not gonna be the same for us. Right. 
I wonder if enough people complain if they'll change it, <clears throat> if that will become part of the, the, the criteria to get you there. Because I, I want, you know, a lot of the reason why these our athletes get to be so comfortable is because the fans have allowed them to be. They show up for this, you know, and I'm, and I'm wondering if this continues or this becomes a trend if the fans stop showing up, if the, the organization then says, hey, we need to start paying more attention to, you know, maybe the fans will start to vote more based on who's coming to play, who really has the love for why they're there, as opposed to the usual suspects who feel they have just automatic shoe-in to come to the game. I think that might start to redefine what an all-star is based on, you know, from the fan perspective. Well, that actually started. We get, we get uh, real cocky with our money the, here lately. <laughs> that was actually the start of one of the biggest fights that you brought up. Because um, the biggest thing that was really going on about the All-Star game was how is Russell Westbrook not starting when he had the best stats? And it's voted by the fans. So why are the fans voting people out there that don't even compare to Russell? So, I mean, it, it's a lot of lopsided stuff with it that they really need to fix and kind of – figure it out because on the on the on the total perspective of things they're losing an audience you know what i mean mm-hmm. like totally losing an audience because they choose to bore us out and go money over everything but i could drag that one home all day long <laughs> I, so the one that we all came for mm, hip-hop battle Somebody <laughs> pulled out their sword this week, didn't she? Didn't she yeah. pull out her hip hop sword? Yeah. Really, Mon came and came for the yeah. whole jugular. I mean, she yeah. didn't take air bar off. I mean, she was line for line your mama, your daddy, your uncle, your brother, your sister, sister, your sister, sister, sister. The commas in the page, the lines on the page. Everybody can get it. I was happy. I was so happy. <laughs> so happy for hip-hop. Oh, I'm so elated about hip-hop right now. Ladies, what do y'all think? What do y'all think? Well, I, I'm i not really a, a Nicki Minaj. I can't say I'm, I'm a Barbie or any of that. Um, but I thought it was hilarious. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say I've just been a hardcore Remy Ma fan either. Um, I mean, you know, I've been rooting for her since she's been out, and we all know, you know, her her love story and her battles that, that she shared by being on Love and Hip Hop. So I was just impressed. I thought it was funny. I was like, ooh, I think it got me a little bit more interested in, you know, the whole rap world. But I think it's hilarious. And, I mean, they, they took over the Internet. So, one point for the ladies. That's my take on it. I, um, I think Remy killed it <laughs> straight up and down like for what a rap battle is supposed to be and all the bases that were covered like it's going to be a hard it's going to be hard for, for Nikki to, to come back and I like Remy and I like Nikki just 
you know, I just do. But I don't think they're at all the same type of artist. I don't think they have the same type of fans in general. So to me, I, I saw this beef coming like a lot of people did, and I was kind of cringing for it because I didn't see the need for it, to be perfectly honest with you. I think there's enough room in rap for there to be a Nikki and for there to be a Remy. So if when it's all said and done, we find out that this was like, premeditated or orchestrated or whatever the case may be, I'll just kind of like have a long sigh and eye roll because right now I just think it's so unnecessary, especially when we're saying we want real music back. Just bring it back. Like, we don't have to... And I get hip-hop has the whole battle. I get that, okay? Like, I get that. I'm not even... That's fine. But I just don't... I, I think with all that we got going on and all the division that we have, to have the two... Like, who else is there to even be battling for a crown? Like, who else is really doing it like I did them. Who has the, the following the base or whatever? So to me to have the two most popular female in, rappers in the game right now fighting each other just seems unnecessary. But that's my, you know, that's my thought about it. But as far as hip-hop battles go, yeah, she killed it. And yes, I am still looking to see what Nikki has to say because I enjoy rap music, but you know, that was my two sides of that, of that coin. I, that's my thought on the beef and then the, the artistry behind it. <laughs> we just have to break it down to what it is. Yeah, but that was sheer artistry. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree about you know, it, what's 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 the point of you know animosity? But mm-hmm. I do think that Nikki needed a little spanking, you know, because she been kind of cocky. Yeah, but who's there been to fight her? I mean, to really have her be. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she had a a level of disrespect, like even with, you know, the little Kim thing and, Mm -hmm. you know, even her her shady remarks when she would get awards and at the end be like, oh, women have to band together. But yeah, you just threw a whole bunch of shade uh, when you were accepting your award. So I forgot all about little Kim. I sure did. I I just think that. Wait, that's kind of wild wait, idea. Nikki? Nikki was being, well, I mean, of course, Nikki's always shady. I, and I don't understand why people don't catch that. But she's always shady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's always a little shade. But I was, yep. I was mm-hmm. thinking it, it, was, it was time for somebody to go ahead and give a real, you know, go ahead and smack her for real uh, <laughs> with the lyrics. <laughs> she's been out there by herself for a while running things and you know, a long while. But a long while. So, yeah, it, it was time. So I think that's kind of why I'm a little, you know, a little excited about that. I just think everybody got to be brought down and, and and know that you, I mean, you need to have some kind of humble about yourself at some point. So Absolutely. Really do it. Thinking that we <laughs> <wanted> to, right? <laughs> like, open hands. Got the baby powder. Like, <laughs> She reached back. Like, I, I'm searching now. Like, she reached back as far as she could. And, like, then, you know, made content. So did the pastor have a cup of hip-hop was... this week? You said what? Yeah. What'd you say, cousin? Did you have hip-hop this week? You said that I'd do some hip-hop this week. Yeah, did you have a cup of the hip-hop tea, or you didn't, uh... Yes, did you, you see my? You didn't see my video. You didn't see my video. I had a whole. I just wanted to hear altar. your point. Cause you Listen, sitting over there quiet. Entire, I don't hear what you got to I say about it. Altar call. I had Tracy <laughs> beat her. She got up so bad. I just, 
I I had an altar call for Nikki. Like, listen, now is a good time for you to reestablish your relationship with Jesus Christ. With the Lord. <laughs> Come on home, baby. I Jesus, he needs you. Like, now is a good time for you to start doing. I said, now she should do a song with Kim Burrell and Kurt Franklin or something like that. Like, this is a good time to rethink your priorities and figure out what you really want to do. It's a time to shine today. with Chance. Like, listen, chance chance somebody. Somebody, <laughs> I mean, uh-uh. she, she I, gotta I, go to get the crane, somebody. Mm, somebody. Mm, mm. She should, I'm serious. Yeah, she, she, she should do a song with Lecrae. Like her, it would be like her, Kim Burrell, and like Kurt Franklin should do a song together. What, I'm sorry? <laughs> Call it, I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to be sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm really sorry. Man, because she, she got nothing. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Oh man! Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, I was seriously. I was sitting in my car listening to that. I just, I yeah. I mean, like I did a prayer and everything. So Rashad, does it matter if Papoose wrote it or not? I've been wanting to ask somebody. Absolutely. Does it matter if that was? It matters. Absolutely. Do you think he did? Absolutely, it matters. Uh, I don't think that he did, and it's only the reason I really don't think that he wrote that is because. I'm sure she's not dumb to the point where she knows that if you spend a whole seven minutes ragging somebody that they always get their stuff written and you can't be the queen if somebody else is writing for you, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you're not going to have somebody write for you. That's pretty dumb. Like, that's like asking to be put underneath. If Nikki finds a way to make it, you know, a, a, a way to find Papoose sitting there with those actual words underneath his pen, like, if she can find that, then, you know, hey, welcome back to life. But other than that, like I said, the only thing that I'm seeing that people are saying, and I agree, that she can get back at uh, Remy Ma with right now is to get pregnant by Papoose. That's about the only thing going to make this story better. And I would be so over her if she did that, though. I would be so done. I would be super so done. Go ahead that and just like him. <laughs> that would be so done with your girl. Uh uh-uh, uh no. But you're right. I mean I guess yeah, that would be it. <laughs> I mean they the all time that is a price right to now. pay. <laughs> I don't see that happening though, because your boys loves him some Remy. I don't see that going nowhere. That goes oh, nowhere yeah, fast. Sure so she's 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 got little no recourse if that's all her chances are. <laughs> now that I can say, bro, I ain't finna cheat on her while she out of jail, and he wasn't doing it while she was in it. So I, right, bro right, is solid, <laughs> bro, yeah, extra solid. Well, yep. that be all the Marsha shenanigans on this corner. Did y'all want to talk a little bit more on Kimberly and the and the and the and the, and the Remy's and the and the and the Mickey's of the world? No, we, we, we better call on Drake. Listen, we need to go ahead and call this, play this church music for Nikki, play this this church song. And for Nikki, we have Romandis. Holy is thy name. Come to the altar, y'all. The altar is room. There's room. There's room. Pass the cross. Let's Holy is 
the name of the Lamb of God. Holy is the name of the Lamb of God. The way your glory, it won't allow me to stand at your down because you're God not just a man at the mention of your name I feel joy unspeakable and just knowing that your love found me when I wasn't even searchable Covers me from head to toe. At the mention of your name, I feel joy unspeakable. Holy is the name of the Lamb of God. Holy, holy. The Lamb of God. Oh, yeah. 
Holy is Thy Name by Romandis Moore. You guys, don't forget, you can pick up this project um, that was just released um, on all digital uh, outlets. It is, uh, again, it's a, it's a, as you can see for these first two songs, it's, uh, it's a hot, 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 hot one. Um, so definitely go pick it up. It's Romandis Moore. Uh, you can pick it up. Um, right now on all digital outlets. So, y'all, it's that time again. Y'all know this is one of my favorite times. Um, it is time for us to get um, our weekly jolt of inspiration and motivation from the fire starter herself, Miss Cicely Victoria, CEO of Passion International. How are you doing today, ma'am? Hey, you guys. Can you hear me? Hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, Kila. Hey, Scoop family. <laughs> hey, Lynn. Hey, hey. hey, Rashad. Hello. Hey, hey who else is on? Hey, Kels. Who else is on? That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay, I named everybody. What's up, y'all? <laughs> um, hey, girl. Okay, yes. Um. So, <laughs> I, y'all have to bear with me for a moment because I'm cutting. I'm calling a thunderstorm right now. You, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, am I literally it. in it. No, meaning like outside. No, not not without shelter. But um, I'm still in mo- motion, so this is gonna be hilarious. But never, nevertheless, the fire starter is always working. So let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> for those not familiar with me, I am Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Fashion International. My business is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered and encourage confidence and communication. I'm a certified professional coach. I'm a counselor as well, you guys. I am the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. So happy last day of February, as yeah. the world coins it as Black History Month. But we know all history is our history, 365 days of the year. So thank you, world, for acknowledging us for the month. So, but we're going to <laughs> we're going to um, end our month in culmination with some King principles. Dr. King tried to love somebody. Dr. King principles to live by. Can we do that? We're going to do that. Um, Of course, he was a powerful um, man, a powerful uh, intellect, professor, inspirator, activist, all of these things, and he left a lot of gems for us to live on. So I'm just going to give you a few of of my favorites and, um, you know, maybe Maybe you can comment about your favorites afterwards, but we're going to start with the first one. The first one is that the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. You all, I exhort my clients and all of those who I come in contact with all of the time that we can no longer afford to be people who are afraid or cower from 
confrontation or conflict or discomfort or inconvenience or things that just make us feel uneasy. For it is indeed a physiological statistic, is a fact and truth that we as humans actually do not grow literally in regard to maturity outside of the place of conflict. And so I may or may not have mentioned that before, but that is a powerful um, truth we really want to pay attention to and understand. So what does that mean? That means it is not the place of ease, actually, that we want to look for. It is the place of challenge. It is the place of the stretch, as I like to call it. I love what um, Denzel had mentioned recently on the uh, NAACP, I believe it was the Image Awards recently. And he said something that blew my wig back. He said that ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. Ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. And that was so, so true. So what I want to exhort the people in understanding is you might think that you want it on easy street. You might think that you want a bed of comfort. You know, I'm just, you know, we all get tired sometimes, right? Some of us have been fighting our whole lives, okay? I, I got mm-hmm. my hand up too, understandably. But do understand if I did not go through the challenges, I did not go through the tests, I did not go through the trials, I did not go through the triumphs that I had to overcome. I would not be the warrior queen. I would not be um, the beast in heels that I am today, right? I would not be the fire starter that I am because I understand what it means to triumph. I understand what it means to fight, right? We from, I'm from the west side of Chicago, so we all know how to fight anyway. But, you know, we, we all, you know, there there is a place where you have to understand, you know what I'm saying, that it is okay to roll up your sleeves and, you know, get a little dirty and, and get a little raunchy and, and get a little, you know what I'm saying, warrior mode with it in regards to, you know, um, becoming someone that has enough to to go through the fight, to go through life. Listen, you can't really be of value to anyone if you've never been through anything, okay? I respect people more that have experienced some things because you cannot learn the lessons that are necessary to take you to the next um, point, the next marker, the next um, um, pivot in your life, if you will, if you have not learned life's previous lessons. And so I love, love, love that quote of Dr. King and what was added that that was a bonus for Denzel Washington about don't look for places of ease. I know it's tempting. I know it's tempting. We all just want to live in a lap of luxury and live it. But guess what? If you don't have some kind of conflict, controversy, something of shock value in your life, we talked about that before. If you don't have that on a pretty consistent basis, life is going to become very boring for you real quick. And you're going to become a very boring individual. And I don't like being around boring people. I don't know about you. But, you know, that is one thing we need to remember. Dr. King principle number two, we must accept finite disappointment but never lose infinite hope. I'll say that again. We must accept finite disappointment but never lose infinite hope. You guys, I love that. 
Because, listen, mm. going right back to, like, that first principle where it's like, you know, I just want to be wealthy, be rich, you know what I'm saying, not have no worries, not have no troubles, not have no, you know, all of this and that. And that's all fine and well, and there's a place for that. But you don't want your everyday to look like that. And so that's why I say with this second principle, except, except finite disappointment means buy into the trouble. People are so fearful. I mean, some people have fawning fear. They have, they live in trepidation as uh-huh. it relates to um, being hurt or being uh-huh. disappointed or somebody letting me down or somebody, you know what I'm saying, betraying me or backstabbing me or two-timing me or being said, uh-huh. you know, me included. You know, we all have our tipping point, right? We all have our triggers like, ooh, don't you go there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can go anywhere but there. But I I exhort you, I admonish you, you have to buy into the there too, whatever your there is, okay? We all have our there. Like, mm-mm, that's my stop button right there. Don't touch that. You can do anything to me, but don't do that, right? But mm-hmm. I, I exhort you and say buy into it all. Buy into it all. If you're going to be, you know what I'm saying, an overcoming believer, if you're going to be one who has consistent contact, quest is you're going to be one who lives in the place of triumph then you must accept all finite disappointment if you're living on this earth and we are humans as we all are that means as soon as you touch the planet everything became finite we mm. live in a world that is finite, meaning what? It is temporal, meaning what? It is subject to change, meaning what? Nothing on this earth is going to be constant, going to be the same, going to be unchanging, nothing, absolutely no thing, because the only thing that is infinite is divine and it's eternal. So as long as you're living on this beautiful God's green earth that we live on, you must be okay with accepting all finite disappointment. I don't care what package it comes in. I don't care who it comes from. I don't care. And and let me help you out with this one. More than likely it's going to come from people who are closest to you. More than likely, it's going to come from people who you would desire it not to come from the most, right? Because why? There is a there is a purpose in the making of that. And you know, you can't you can't really be touched. You know what I'm saying? Too much from a stranger doing you wrong. I mean, you might be able to shake that off. You know what I'm saying? In an hour or two. But let it be somebody that lives in your house. Right, yeah. that disappoints you. Yeah. Let it be somebody that you sleep in the bed with every day. You know what I'm saying? Let it be that. Let it. Let it be a child. Let it be a spouse. Let it be a parent. Right? Yeah. And then that's a disappointment. That's a different measure of disappointment that we would never want to embrace. But guess what? I want people to toughen up in this year. I want people to recognize I don't care what the disappointment is. I don't care what the report comes in. It is, you know, finite and you can hope in this. Meaning it's subject to change as well. So mm-hmm. disappointment may come, but guess what? It can change in the next day. Hello, Mm -hmm. disappointment Mm -hmm. may come, but you can determine when it leaves. Okay, mm-hmm. so that that's a that's a power of choice move. We've talked about that. So you can never lose infinite hope. 
because you can't change the big picture. Don't ever change your mind about the vision that you saw, okay? Because sometimes it gets real bleak out in the world, right? Sometimes, you know, when you're building something, when you're pioneering, it might be business, it might be a relationship, it might be something new that the world has never seen before. You've never seen it before. And, you know, you're challenging it, you're being stretched, and you're just like, I don't know if it's worth it all. But I have to encourage you, you cannot lose infinite hope. Listen, if God gave you the vision, if it's from the divine realm, um, you can go to the bank on that, right? You can bet on a divine vision. You can bet on divine promise because God never lies. And he, he is the only one constant. He is the only one who keeps his promises. So you never, please, let don't allow the pressures of life to take you out of the game, okay? I encourage mm-hmm. you, all of those that are here, don't allow um, the temptations to back you into a corner and, and let, allow you to be out for the count. Don't allow it. Don't lose your infinite hope in what what you saw, with the vision that you saw. Don't stop compromising. Stop stop playing small. Stop stop mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, taking stuff off of the table. Because maybe it's taking a little bit longer than you expected, right? Because guess mm-hmm. what? If you start, you know what I'm saying, trimming down the promise and, you know, just making it into a, a pot that is comfortable for you to fit in, then you're going to be the one that's going to have to sustain it because it's no longer God-ordained. It becomes you-ordained. I hope mm-hmm. you caught that. Okay, so mm-hmm. don't allow something to become you-ordained. Okay, if it's God-ordained, keep it as big as it is. Keep it as big as it is, and then hold God to his promises, okay? Never lose infinite hope. I'm telling you, me as owner and founder of Crash International, I tell people all the time, before my vision ceases to come to fruition, I will die first. Do you understand that? Meaning what? I'm not checking out. Can't stop, won't stop. So you have to be unstoppable. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how many revisions, tweaks, all of that we need to make. Can't stop, won't stop. I will die first. That's the only thing that's going to have the vision not come to pass. Hear me, and I want you to have that same kind of attitude. And lastly, the last Dr. King principle I submit to you, that if a man hasn't discovered something he will die for, he isn't fit to live. I'll say that again. I submit to you that if a man hasn't discovered something he will die for, he isn't fit to live. I didn't even plan for all this to kind of be in the same family, but it's kind of all working out that way, and I love it. Because, listen, you have to have the type of passion. See, this is where passion comes from. A lot of people are living mediocre, subpar, less than, you know what I'm saying, excellent, I mean, less than excellent lives, less than passionate lives, because they have nothing that is worthy enough of them to to sacrifice for, I mean, to give up their lives for, whether it be physically or whether it be spiritually, whether it be dying to your flesh, whether it be dying to your, um, you know, conveniences, whether it be dying to your preferences, so on and so forth. I mean, you really got to find something that is worth you sacrificing yourself because when you don't, we start to have a society that is full of um, hyper egotistical people that are super inflated um, with their own selves that they um, cannot crucify their own self for the sake of their brother. It's happening today, people. It's happening today. All of these senseless killings, all of these unnecessary crimes, all of this random mayhem and chaos is because mankind, man, mankind, 
does not have an identity, does not have an identity that has said that this is my value system and this is how I play the game of life. And so I don't go along with the status quo and do what I see my brother doing, Joe Smo doing or whatever. Why? Because I'm bored. Why? Because I have no vision. Why? Because and, and without knowledge and without vision, people perish. People die. Because right. men were born for vision, because that keeps you moving in right directions. So you have to find a purpose. You've got to find a cause. You've got to find something that is bigger than you that says, you know what, I will lay down my life for this. Be it a marriage, be it a child, be it a vision, be it business, be it ministry, I don't care, be it God, whatever it is. Say, I can forsake myself because this is valuable enough to me. It's just that valuable enough to me. And guess what you um, induce when you do that? You become a, a beast of humility, if you will. You know what I mean when I say beast mode. You become one who is a champion of humility. That's what we need in our world today, you guys. We got so many prideful people walking around here thinking that they the best thing since sliced bread in a, in, in mm-hmm. a myriad of ways, okay? So we need to become champions of humility. Kill yourself Today, I don't mean literally. literally. <laughs> kill yourself in your pride. Kill yourself in your ego. Kill yourself in your inflated opinion of yourself. Kill yourself in that, because until you do that, you will not be able to triumph in your own life, and you certainly won't triumph on somebody else's behalf. So, you guys, mm-hmm. these are the king principles. I want you to keep in mind. I want you to meditate on. I want you to start working out today. And and every day, and not just for Black History Month, because the legacy of Dr. King lives on, right? So I pray that this was helpful to you and for you. I want you to actualize it. I want you to make it practical. I mean, this is real stuff. Let's get back to our humanity and stop acting like barbaric beasts that walk the land. We are not beasts. We are, you know, you mean beast mode. You mean you, we, we can get lit, beyond, you know what I'm saying? We can be hurt, but we are humane. We are humans, and there are things that humans do that animals, you know what I'm saying, can't do, and we need to get back to our humanity. So questions, comments? I'm done. The doors? You're awesome. How do you question somebody that's awesome? You just listen and take notes. <laughs> yeah. I, I do have a, I have, a, I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. So with the, um, the, the, the principle that speaks about uh, buying into your, your finite disappointment. So yeah. when you, when you, when you do that, should that be motivation? That's um, a great question. Who am I speaking with? Is this Kels? Yeah, this is Kels. Hey, Kels, that's a great question. Okay, so no, that's. Uh, I'm very glad that you brought that up. I don't want people to fixate to prepare their mind. Don't set yourself up for disappointment. That's, I'm glad you brought that distinction out. But you buy into a meaning that, hey, I'm embracing everything that comes. 
I don't expect it. I don't look for it. But I know that it's a reality that may happen. And if it may happen, I have to decide now, you know what, that's not going to take me out of the game. Because too many people come in with opt-out clauses that say that this automatically in the door. You know how we do. If somebody do X, Y, Z, I'm out of there. Really? Well, you know, have you considered strategizing otherwise? So, no, don't set yourself, prepare yourself to be messed up because that's a law of attraction, right? You're going to magnetize that stuff to yourself. But you buy into whatever comes, right? Come what may. Remember when we say that? Come what may. Rain, snow, sleet, hail, I'm here. Okay, so you're going to buy into the finite disappointment that comes with life. Life comes mm. with disappointment. We got to buy into it, but it won't take me out of the game. I won't give up on you. I'm not going to lose hope in you. Listen, God told me that you were for me, and I'm here. I'm not going nowhere. So on and so forth. We give up on people too easily. And I'm not saying there are some people who do not have the value to be in your life for a particular um, season, but we have to become more strategic in who we choose to invite in. See, that's really what the, where the problem is. We haven't become wise enough to know who's supposed to even come in the door. So that's a problem when we have to excommunicate so many people because you weren't supposed to have that many people in the door in the first place. So my mm. opinion. Mm. Yeah. Does that did that help you, Kels? Yes, it got me over here like two. Who told you to talk to me? <laughs> well, I love y'all. Y'all get back to to the scoop. I love you, everyone. This is Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. Listen, I'm a certified professional coach, counselor as well, queen of empowerment. I set people's lives on fire for a living. That's why they call me the fire starter. Thank you for being on Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Y'all stay in purpose, stay in power, stay in passion, and stay on fire. You want to... Um, Talk with me further, firestarterpassion at gmail.com, firestarterpassion at gmail.com. Find me on Passion International on Facebook. I love y'all to life. Stay tired. Get lit. Get lit and stay on fire. All All right. right. Until next time, y'all. All All right. Have a good night. See ya. You too. I'm going to preach every time she gets done talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen, that's all I need. I'm ready to go. I know, I know, I know. Um, so hey, so we got one more. Um, we got one more from um, from my good friend, uh, Romandis. So I don't know, Rashad. I know you remember this. You'll remember this song, um, or a version of this song. So this is an old song that he has um, kind of put his new twist to it. Um, so, uh, so we grew up listening to the Tommies, and so uh, we should re- you'll remember this one, cause oh, but this is "Rest for the Weary" uh, by Romandis Moore. Again, you can pick this up, uh, this project up on all digital um, outlets. But it's Romandis Moore, and this song is called "Rest for the Weary." Living in this world, bring 
You remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you remember that one. Many hours listening to that one. That was uh, whew, Rest for the Weary. All right, Kel. We got a ratchet moment for the night. Go ahead and let's take it into this hot topic. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, well, tonight's hot topic um, was actually today's hot topic in the group. Uh, with the the most comments, but it the post reads: Ladies, name a reason men cheat on or leave a good woman, and then the fellows are to comment right or wrong. So I don't think the right balls even really started going, but there were uh, there was some conversation and some and some good debates, and I'll read a couple. Um, one comment says lack of intimacy and sex, I'm, and I'm assuming that, you know from the woman of why men cheat or end or leave. Um, another comment says nagging. Um, there's one that says um, they cheat because women may play hard to get or show no interest in them anymore. It could also be because they tried over and over to communicate their needs, be patient, deal with the constant nagging, unappreciation, and attitude, and when they see no change, um, they'll leave. And then for leaving a good woman, because they're not ready to receive all that's on the table, may have too many issues that they don't want to drag the woman into. It could be because they want to give all this that's required in the relationship and because they don't have it all together, they rather not lead her on and work on becoming the man she's needed to become. Um, one controversial um, comment was the one thing we as women have to do is stop pretending to be blameless. Yes, there are some dog men out there, but let's just be real. Often we are mad, so you withhold sex and intimacy. You put him on the sofa after an argument. Well, guess what you put? put him right by the exit. And there are a thousand, a thousand women on, on the other side of the door waiting for him. So that's kind of been, it's been, um, I should, I could say pretty even on both sides of the argument as far as um, placing the blame or not placing the blame and who's at fault. So what are your thoughts? Uh, we start with Q, ladies first. Oh Lord. Um <laughs> I think there are all kinds of reasons why men cheat or yes, I'm gonna stay on topic because y'all know I'll go with this one. But yes, I think there <laughs> there are all kinds of reasons why men cheat. I think some some of the reasons could be selfish, you know, could be selfish. Some men just don't want to be faithful. You know what I mean? A lot of men feel that their goal and their their purpose is to be with multiple women, and they really don't see an issue with it. The whole deceit is part of the the game, so to speak. Um, but I think for those who are, are not to be that guy, that are genuinely really trying to have relationships and are out for purpose as far as, you know, really building something with someone, I think it's hard to really pinpoint one particular thing or even a list of things because the reasons that cause a person to be to their limit is 
very much dependent upon the situation. So, like, I agree, nagging, um, constant bickering back and forth, if you just do not see eye to eye, um, I feel like if he feels emasculated um, on a consistent basis, um, if he feels where you are, you don't have his back, you're disloyal, things like that, um, where I would think those would be the reasons why you should just end the relationship. You know, either we discuss it and come to an agreement to end it. Everyone is not always in that place to do that or, or feels that that's the necessary recourse for them. Um, but to be just completely honest, I think cheating is one of those things that we have to, in a way, um, deal with, but I don't think there's ever really an excuse for it. I think we should have to we, we work with it, work through it, or move on past it when, you know, moving on past it, meaning we move on past each other and in the relationship. Um, but it's not something that you should ever be excusing, so to speak, or, or anticipating. I think that is something that is extremely personal and that it would depend very much upon the situation. See, I could have went somewhere different with that, but I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> I was trying to stay on top of it and with the fellas. We'll get down a rabbit hole up there. Um, before it's all over, you'll, you'll get the comment again. Um, okay. <laughs> Rashad, what's your take? I think everybody dumped folks for different reasons. I don't think that there's a specific reason or nothing like that. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, and everybody takes it differently, too. I was going to say, it's kind of like that. Uh, that curve conversation that we having right now, uh, you know, I, it really comes down to how people take stuff. You know, some people don't take stuff at all, and some people take it all the way to heart. So, I mean, you got to be careful who you're talking to, how you talk to them, and then play the part as opposed to, you know, trying to make it, I don't I mean, I don't know. So, I said, I mean, you got you to gotta satisfy yourself, too. But at the same time, I guess things all got to be done in a fairness to everybody in it. Because, I mean, if we there for a breakup, then obviously I care enough to be involved in it to either be there or not be there. So, Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> did you want something specific? Like more specific. Well, I was trying to hear what Finn is. Do you think? Do you think some of the comments? I mean, were were spot on? I think. Or? I mean, I just like. I, I mean, I said that to say, you know, for the most part, I think people comment to their own situation. I don't think anybody is ever really spot on because I think for the most part, we all speak from our own heart. So, like, I use myself as an example. You know, I can't say that I'm right, that what I feel or what I wrote is right. I can say it is what I wrote. It's what I went through. Doesn't make it right. May have been how I felt in that moment, but it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it ring bells or anything like that. It was just my moment in the sun. I mean, I can't take it for nothing else but that. Everybody's dealt with it differently. Everybody's been put in it differently. Everybody's had to work their way out of it differently, and Always different, every different way. I mean, there are similarities, but I can't say that none of what everybody was saying was right or I lean no way towards what somebody wrote or nothing like that because I don't. Okay. I got you. When? Yes. Men don't cheat. 
Oh, Lord. But y'all do Bible study, right? CMB. Right. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Well, I, I saved my, uh, my synopsis of it for last because it probably will lead us into a rabbit hole. But um, I, kind of getting away from the post, I felt that everyone's or the majority of people's answers always went. Now, the question says, ladies, name a reason men cheat or cheat on or leave a good woman. So the two words that were stood out to me were, uh, well, three words was the word man and then the words good woman. So oh, I thought you were going to say something else. That this person is a, is a, that this woman is a good woman in, in his eyes, at least that man's eyes. So... I thought it was very disheartening to see how many women, or I guess me too, how many people thought that it was the woman's fault. Like, that was the first, out the gate. That's the first thing. So, I just thought that was, and and it, and it, and it seems like that we shouldn't be, you know, we shouldn't always bash, you know, any, either sex. But to be, if it's, if it's a question directed at women, and women, the first thing they do is say that it's the woman's fault. I just thought that was a whole nother issue um, from that question. Uh, I'm not saying that women shouldn't take responsibility if their relationship fails, but I thought that would be more towards the men leaving the relationship. But for you to think that if a man cheats, that it's his partner's fault. I just I don't know. That just seems it just seems like it's it, that's a a really, really um different kind of issue um in in our society and our culture or whatever today that yeah if somebody no, I, said it, just I said it yesterday I'm scared I said yesterday I'm scared I'm scared for us. My my serious answer mm-hmm. Um, I was joking. I'm joking about. It. I said men don't cheat. I think the real what it really boils down to is we don't like no one, men, women, nobody likes to be held accountable for anything. And so we we we've done a really good job of playing the blame game, playing the blame game, and putting putting the responsibility on everybody else. And men cheat simply because we make a choice to do it. Period. Period. For whatever Nothing reason, else. whatever the outside, yep. whatever the outside force is, and there are outside forces that that can help help the situation, it's still a choice. And so, mm-hmm. if we cheat, it's because we chose to. It's because either Period. when I say we chose to, it could be some type of internal dysfunction. It could be some type of insecurity. It could be because she. It could really be because. The person, other person, has pushed them away. It could be because I mean, it could be a ton. But really, what it boils down to is, you chose to, and you were not as a man, um, you were not emotionally and spiritually strong enough to make a better decision. Period. That's why we cheat. And so, if we want to, so if we really want to get down to the to the crust of the matter, that's the crust of the matter is that we cannot, you cannot. Um, you can't always react in a way. Um, and I, I've told you all this. I've said this to you all before. 
um, that I remember the, the 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 day that I told my father I was that I was getting a divorce, and he said, "You you don't you're making this decision because um, because he says you don't want a divorce. He says you want the pain to stop, and so you're looking for some way to make it stop, and it's the wrong decision, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. You're cheating because whatever is happening inside of you hurts." or whatever is happening inside of you doesn't feel good or right, and you're looking for whatever it is to make yourself feel right or whole or better, all it is. That's why we choose. I'll also say, I'll also say um, the other reason I say that I, I couldn't say anybody was right or wrong in that or I stood by anybody's side on it is because honestly and wholly, I really don't think – that there's going to be one post underneath the sun that's going to start with men tell me why women are or women tell me why men are because we don't know. We don't yeah. know. I thought you ask the men why the men and ask the women why the women, and then you'll probably get closer to real answers than what people guess and think because, I mean, if we tell the truth, I don't think the women probably said that one thing that was right on there. Because the only right answer genuinely is a man cheats because a man wanted to cheat. It wasn't because she looked good that day or nothing like that. It was because he wanted to. Nothing else. And that would have been the end of that post right there. It would have been two posts. Well, you know, and, why he cheat, girl? I agree, I agree with you. Because he wants to. I agree with Because I agree with you. You know, but I think what the what the 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 actual next step should be. Here, here is where I think this is the where I think we even make a bigger mistake because the actual next step should be why do men cheat? And you say, well, you know, because you know because I chose to because you know there were things going on and I made this choice. The actual next step should be, well, how can we put ourselves in a position so you don't cheat? Do you know I was really sitting here praying that you partner. didn't say that the wrong way? I just knew. I was like, oh, my Lord, I know what he's going to ask. Please don't let him ask it the wrong way so he don't get the heat that I get. Because yeah, no. I'm starting to learn no, no, how to I'm ask not, stuff again. in a better way. Put the comment in there first. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not, it's, not, it's not about, you know, t- them. We, I, we take responsibility, but just like anything else, we're a partnership. So if we're partners, how can we be better partners? Like it's in every way. Okay. In every way. How can I be a better man for you? How can you be a better woman for me? I'm going to be humble enough to admit that I need help. Help me. Here you got, here you got quiet on me. You did get quiet because <laughs> I agree though it is it is a choice that you you consciously you consciously make now regardless of what your internal reasons and and the way you make it all right in your mind you know however that however you make yourself sleep at night is fine but the the fact remains you you weren't ready and you weren't yep. you didn't put your big girl pants or your big boy under you know you didn't put them on yep. and say. Yep. This is no longer what I want. This is not working, or this is we need to fix this. You did not take, you didn't use your words, and instead, you know, you you went and did something different. So, you know, we could talk about it all day, and you know, and I've had conversations where I could say, okay, I could see where you know you fell for it, or you fell into the, you know, it happened. Like I I I'm understanding like that. I 
I've been there, shit, you know, with lack of better mm-hmm. way to say it, I've been there. So I get it. Mm-hmm. But, again, mm-hmm. even when it was my personal situation and if it was on me or on um, on on my spouse, it was still a choice that was made and it was the wrong choice. And right. you have to take responsibility for that. You don't get right. to give yourself an out. All you can do when you're giving whatever rationale you think that it is is going to explain it away is say, look, this happened, it made me feel this way, and in response to that, I reacted this way. It was wrong. I take responsibility for it. It was how I let it out, and then we go from there. Like, at that point, you don't get to say, this is my reason, and you deal with it. This is my reason, and now we can make the decision if we deal with it going forward. But, you know, you don't get to one up. You're not – you didn't win because you're, you're you know, you were hurt. No, you lost because right. you didn't use your words uh, straight up. Exactly. Like, exactly. Whoever and it is. I, and I think the, um, like, even even saying that, you know, that you, the step, the next step forward would be to see how you're going to work through it. But I mm-hmm. I think that those type of answers to me is, is, is closer to, well, we all know what the truth is. The truth is that the choice was made, you know, right. and that. That's ultimately what what the uh, the why behind it. But I think that um, that we that we give too much give too much power to saying that you know whoever made me you know whatever or whoever made me do it. It's, it's mm-hmm. hard to just say I was wrong. I mean, a lot of things we could you know could probably get past quicker by saying. Look, I was wrong because I did this. Instead of going through the whole every bad thing that happened to you in a situation to the end result, instead of just saying, "Hey, I was wrong," and uh, let's move forward. So I think uh, I think that the the posts like these, I think that whoever makes them, their the premise behind them is to have. Use that conversation and to find probably some common ground um, as to why, you know, people do the things they do just to to get some conversation started to, you know, either heal someone or show a different perspective or maybe, you know, help someone um, get past something. So, you know, I think having more answers saying that it's just, you know, it it is what it is that that person just made the choice probably would have been easier to to accept than to um think that, you know, any kind of problem it goes that it's all you know, the spouse's fault or whoever is the victim, quote unquote, um, you know, has to it had to be something with them that made the other person stray. Mm-hmm. So that was I guess that was just me kinda fighting for the underdog, like, hey, you know, why would we beat up on the person that Supposedly, you know, the victim are the on the receiving end of the hurt in this particular situation. Mhm. Yeah. Well, again, I think that goes back to again, it's e- because it's easier to make you hurt instead of taking it all of myself. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's it's, it's harder to it's easier to do that. You know, if you know, let's take it out of the context of a relationship. It's easier for me to say, 
if McDonald's wasn't so convenient, I wouldn't go there all the time. Yeah. Or if if healthy it's, food it's wasn't so wasn't so know. expensive, I would buy it more. But because it's so expensive, I just continue to buy the ninety nine cent um, box of of Suzy Q's versus the six dollar salad. Either way, it's a choice. Yep. Mhm. You don't get to fuss in three months when all the nuggets and double quarter pounders and the French fries and all that catch up to you. <laughs> Because now being fat was more convenient, too. <laughs> now being unhealthy was more convenient. That's You made that choice. You don't get to fuss. It's only right. making conscious decisions to mess yourself over. <laughs> yep. To, to close that McDonald's example, because there's so many of us who do just that thing right there. Yep. You know, that may be another rabbit hole, but I think it's just like, you know, when you're, just think about it, when you're learning something in school, we always, especially as adults, we always think about, well, how can I apply this to my everyday life? How How is this practical to me? And I think when we have these discussions like these, sometimes we do leave out, even though it's a hypothetical question, we get so caught up in the scenario that we leave out the simple practicality, just like the McDonald's example, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, if, we, if we're, you know, I, I think I just love the, the um, the tag of, you know, changing uh, generations with conversation, um, I just think that that to actually make that effective, that sometimes you may just have to, you know, step in and, and give that practical example so that people can kind of wrap their mind, you know, take out the emotion and wrap their mm-hmm. mind around the real solution. And that, and that, mm-hmm. I know our culture as a whole, we miss that all the time. Oh, we'll we'll mm-hmm. debate something, mm-hmm. and we'll never get to a solution. We'll debate something for years and never, get, never get to a solution. So, yep. so starting to use these these examples um, to start the conversation, but then bringing in something practical can can definitely be a help. To help us yeah. grow. Again, it's just easier. I mean, I just was beyond. It's just it's really easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it hurts, man. This is it hurts to say I messed up. I was wrong. That hurts. Mm-hmm. And that takes a certain level. That takes a certain level of maturity. And the truth be told, that a hurt forgive it, a mature person, but a, a a wounded person can't do that. Because if you're wounded at a certain level. You're too busy concerned about making sure that you don't hurt, that you know that somebody does not continue to harm you. You're not thinking about how do I how do I take ownership. It's like I just again I just want this pain to stop. And so if you know again let's move it from a separate context. If somebody hits you, if somebody is hitting you, you're not necessarily all. Your first response is to do whatever you have to do to make them stop hitting you. You know, it's, it's it's like I'm a you know I'm a windmill. I'm a kick. I'm a bite. I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do so you stop hitting me. So this stops hurting. It's the same concept. Like you ain't thinking about strategy in that moment. You're just thinking about get them off me. Taking it stop. Yep. So I think we just gotta do better. Period. We gotta do better. Yes, All right, maybe. good job. Good job. Good hot topic. <sighs> Good hot topic. Um, 
All right, so what we got? Oh, we got, man, we got 10 minutes left, nine minutes. All right, um, so a couple of things real quick. First of all, um, so for those of you all who don't know, um, this month, for the month of um, March, uh, we are um, sponsored. One of our sponsors this month is Back uh, to My Roots Clothing. Uh, so if you guys have never heard of them, they are super dope. Um, it's back to my roots. Oh, B- <laughs> yeah, btmrclothing.com. Um, so this month, what they are doing for um, all Global Drive um, listeners um, and supporters, uh, back to my roots clothing is giving a 20% discount on all orders. Um, if you go to their website, again, it's B, B as in boy, T as in Tom, M as in Mary, R as in Robert. So btmrclothing.com. Dot com, twenty uh, percent off your order if you use the code global. So use the the code global, and you will get twenty percent off uh, of your entire order at Back to My Roots Clothing. They are a super, 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 super. I mean, most supers I can say, uh, dope clothing line mm-hmm. um, that we definitely um, enjoy. Um, and also, they will be. Um, at the um, National Council of Negro Women event on March 23rd from 11 to 2, so you can catch them there as well. Um, so, again, back to my roots, clothing, btmrclothing.com um, is the website. You want to go there and get your 20% discount by using the code GLOBAL. Um, so, uh, and that's just for, again, for going with them as well as for being a listener with Global Drive uh, Network. So um, also, don't forget again, tomorrow um, we are uh, doing a replay of last week's um, Word on Wednesday. Pastor Burns is uh, on vacation. So we are doing a replay of um, last week's Word on Wednesday. So if you missed it, you get an opportunity to listen to it um, again. Um, so we're excited about that. Also, Nouveau Exposure Magazine, again, as Cuzzo said earlier, go to nouveauexposure.org uh, and download your copy. Again, it's nouveauexposure.org for your free copy of Nouveau Exposure, dot, uh, Nouveau Exposure Magazine. So um, that's really all I had. The only thing I real quick, we didn't get a chance to talk about um, before we run out of time, run out of time. Um, I don't know if you guys had an opportunity real quick to see that uh, yesterday that our illustrious uh, 45th president of the United States met with um, about 80 um, historically black college and university presidents um, and is supposed to be signing some type of executive order. We haven't seen what this order, executive order is, but um, that's supposed to be coming. So please keep your eye on that. There's also a story that, um, excuse me, Department of Education Secretary uh, DeVos or DeVos, I'm not sure how you say if if I said that right, I apologize, um, made a statement uh, basically, and and the statement, one of the the phrases was that um, HBCUs are the, basically the uh, original school of choice examples um, that uh, in this country, which caused a lot of issues because um, she negated the fact that um, HBCUs in general were started not because 
um, of the idea of school of choice, meaning that a person gets to choose whatever school they go to. But historically, black colleges and universities were started because we were not allowed into other schools. And so certain states granted land or granted universities that were only for historically black colleges, that only, excuse me, that uh, African Americans um, and people of color could go to. So we didn't choose to, we just didn't have any other opportunity to go anyplace else, so we created and started our own. Um, and as a member or as a uh, alumnus of Langston University, which is, is a, historically black, a historically black college uh, in the state of Oklahoma, um, we, myself and others, have found that to be very offensive um, and um, and have taken to social media to make sure that she knows that. So. Um, so keep an eye out because we're definitely interested to see what comes of this executive order um, and uh, in the future. So um, that was the – I have some other stuff, but we'll deal with that later. So we'll go ahead and go into closing remarks real quick because we got about five minutes. So we'll start with uh, Kel. You go first. <laughs> um, as always, I, I enjoyed, um, you know, getting caught up on the news. Y'all have become my 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 informant, and um, you know the the uh, the fire starter is always on point. I feel like there's always a piece of a word in there for me, so I always always enjoy that. Um, and I love the candor on our on our hot topics, but um, I think the um, the biggest the biggest thing that stood out to me is definitely the um, you know buying into your hurts as far as just using everything that comes your way to, um, you know, accept it and don't let it take you out of the game and lose focus on your purpose. So that was one of my takeaways tonight. Cool, cool. And thanks for being here, too. We definitely appreciate you um, so as well. Um, Cuzzo, you up? Boy, these are some comfortable socks I have on this evening. Brought to you by the fine people that make cotton. It's the end of Black History Month, so I hope y'all have fun. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Keep it petty. Make somebody smile. Be a blessing. Uh, bless somebody. I don't know. Yeah, man. Just have a great rest of the week. Definitely. You say keep it petty. Of course. Q Willis? I really enjoyed tonight's show. We learned quite a bit about what was going on um, currently, and we I loved our discussion as far as our accountability, the hot topic. I love it when we go a little deeper than the surface. So, um, I like the accountability piece and being able to not think as deeply into things and really we work ourselves into circles when we think so deeply in things that we miss the basics of it. And I know that I'm guilty of that myself. And even when we brought down the McDonald's, um, the McDonald's analogy, it's just that is what we, we could use so much more of that in just our day-to-day. I think we would spend less time dealing with things that are so trivial if we really, really take the time to look at the bare bones of an issue. So I think of all of what we got out of tonight, I think I'll take that away, and I think that's something that we should all marinate on a bit more and take that in. Our anxiety levels would be a lot less 
amped <laughs> if we kind of just kept everything a little more simple and looked at it for what it really was. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we we we. I, I agree. I, um, let me first say thank you to the three of you. Um, you all know, y'all know. For, for those of you all who, and I say this to them because behind the scenes, um, I don't think I'm a tough person, um, but I know I can be pretty demanding. So I definitely appreciate the three of you. Um, everything to do to our listeners. Um, I absolutely adore you all and love you, and we appreciate what you're doing. Um, please continue to share uh, the Scoop radio show with um, everybody that you know by simply on social media, telling them about um, sharing the posts and things like that, uh, and be on the lookout. Also, if you're looking to advertise with us, you can definitely do that. Um, you can email email us at globaldriveradio at gmail.com, or if you follow me on social media, just hit me up, um, and I'll give you the information. Need. Um, last but definitely not least, thank you, Miss Cicely Victoria. Um, we appreciate you um, and dropping that wonderful knowledge that you always do. So I'm um, hopeful to see you guys next week. And uh, you still have a great rest of your week. Um, and uh, yeah, continue to continue to do what you're doing. Have a good night. You don't even want love Then tell me why you're here, love If you could just give it I should just stand it While you're standing here First you say you're with me And then you try to diss me So I try to keep it low When you knock me to the floor Cause I don't wanna cry in tears Would you believe This love is forever, girl And would you Would you say?